The People vs. Happiness presents... Welcome to Clash of Fans, a tournament-style debate show. Did you and your friends ever argue about who would win in a fight between two of your favorite characters? Well, it's like that, but with lots of categories, official judges, and a few surprises here and there. Who will survive week to week and become the Clash of Fans champion? Our inaugural competition is the 80s Movies Edition, where our contestants drafted a team from 50 80s movie protagonists and 50 80s movie antagonists. I'm your host, David Musgrave. Today, we get back on the side of good for round one, bout three of the antagonists. It is episode five of Clash of Fans, and we have a special guest that I'll introduce when we get to the judges here in a moment. But first, let's chat with our contestants. Welcome to today's bout, Aaron Vaughn. Aaron, last match saw your victory. Uh, I'm sorry, last match saw your uh, your first defeat, rather. Yes. So I know you'd be happy with a win today, but overall, how are you feeling? Are you feeling happy? I am feeling happy. I'm always happy when we talk 80s, so. <laughs> yeah, right on. I was listening to my pre-recording uh, Cindy Lauper, so I'm, I'm definitely in the 80s mood. I'm ready to go. Pumped and ready to go. <laughs> Who are you defending in today's clash? Today, I am defending the Karate Kid, Daniel LaRusso. Yeah, yeah, kind of a popular character these days. He is, he's, he is. That's all I'll say right now. <laughs> gotcha, understood. Yeah. All right, well, this is your third clash. Do you feel like you're getting a hang for the debates? Are you feeling pretty comfortable? Definitely, yes. Well, good luck to you, ma'am. And you will be up against Kartik Bardwash today. Kartik, you also suffered your first defeat in your last bout. You happy for a chance for redemption? I sure am. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah, you, you sound it, man. <laughs> I, I'm thrilled I, to be here. <laughs> Got my bag of candy corn and a bottle of rare purple blend, and I'm ready to do this. It's, it's what everyone needs around this, this time of year, getting ready for Halloween with your rare purple whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, you know, I think that the rare purple blend, I could have done better. <laughs> What's it taste like? Does it taste like wine or does it taste like Kool-Aid or like Boone's Farm or something? Crushed grapes. Who are you defending in today's clash? I'm defending Et, but a lot of people like to call him <laughs> E.T., the extraterrestrial. Yeah, this is going to be Jismo all over again, isn't it? It's quoi? <laughs> <laughs> Today we will see a student of Goji Ryu Karate battle Spielberg's imaginary alien friend to find out who's holding the winning hand in the protagonist's third Clash of Founds bout. In round one, contestants will be debating the strength and charisma categories. Then they will face off in special abilities and random situations. As always, if the winner isn't already obvious, we will then turn to the internet for the popularity contest to see who the fans like best. Each category earns the contestant a point, and the person with the most points moves on to the next round of debates. Now, let's check in with the judges to see how they're faring today. From Strange Indeed on the Podcastica Network, welcome Rima Joe. Rima, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Hi. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, as you mentioned, I do host a podcast on the Podcastica Network called Strange Indeed. Uh, we cover uh, lots of uh, kind of dark, um, edgy, uh, twisty TV shows such as right now we're covering uh, Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. Uh, we covered Haunting of Hill House, just kind of give you an idea of some of the things that we typically cover. So I've been doing that for a few years now. And, you know, having a great time with it. We've got a lot of great podcasts on Podcastica. So really excited to be a part of that network and just having the podcast in general. It's it's a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm blessed. Yeah, right on. Right on. Well, we're glad to have you. And I actually came across to you on uh, House Podcastica Cobra Kai edition. So yes. you are you do you do uh, consistent episodes of that or do you just guess sometimes? Typically guests, whenever Jason, who it's his uh, Podcastica network, he's the the head of the network, um, huh. in-house Podcastica is his podcast, and he had decided to cover Cobra Kai, and he knew, uh, he and I are friends, and he knew that I was a, a really big fan of Cobra Kai, and uh, he decided to ask me, along with his friend uh, Richard, um, to to join in with him. He likes having that female perspective a little bit, you know, instead yeah. of just a, a guy-filled kind of testosterone <laughs> centric perspective so and and that, that was a lot of fun I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s so it was definitely you know right up my alley and uh yeah it's a lot of fun yeah podcasts are full of mid-20s to mid-40s white dudes so yeah it's it's definitely good to <laughs> to get a female perspective in here I definitely try to try to do that as much as possible on the people versus happiness so I I get what you're saying there but I actually haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, uh, but I did kind of want to get an idea of what old Daniel-san was up to. Uh, so I have spoiled it a little bit by listening to you guys, um, mm-hmm. but it's likely I'll still go back and watch it. It seems it, everyone seems to be loving it, especially with this new season. So um, do keep in mind, of course, we are talking about the 80s movies, which came out in 1984, 1986, and 1989. Um, so we can't really take future Daniel into consideration, but... Uh, I, I do think you'll probably – it's been on your mind, I can tell, because you guys have been uh, – put your last episode out in September, I believe. But all right. Well, Rima, yeah. I ask everyone who joins the show, are you feeling happy today? I'm feeling pretty happy, yeah. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, moving on, we've got Brandon Full, as always. Uh, you were our cleanup judge last week, so you've got the second spot today. Uh, you feeling happy, sir? Dave, I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say I haven't seen either of these movies so I'm uh-huh. coming in as impartial as impartial can possibly be okay oh, yeah no that's that is interesting then I'm, I'm you'll be going purely just on debate skills here so the contestants will have uh, have their work cut out for them to try to make sure they're they're really getting their points across with these characters then you haven't seen the karate kid no, I've never seen the Karate Kid. I think I've seen the first like thirty minutes because doesn't he go to a Halloween party dressed as a shower? Yes, he does. That is okay. Correct. So I have seen that part, but I haven't seen the full thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty iconic moment. But okay, cool. Well, good deal, man. I also appreciate your enthusiastic. I'm feeling happy <laughs> after our conversations the last couple of weeks when I asked this question. So thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Ryan, speaking of which, you've kind of been all over the spectrum with this question, so I am interested to see how you answer today as well. Ryan Brown, are you happy? I'm aces. How are you? I'm I'm also aces. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, great. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about this. I actually 
just plowed the shit out of all of Cobra Kai in like a weekend because it was just so good. Um, and I also really enjoyed the Karate Kid films as well. So pretty exciting. And I, on, on my podcast, uh, Nerd Life, check it out. Uh, we talked for like 45 minutes just about the Karate Kid last week. So I, I came prepared accidentally. Nice. The only way I'm ever prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Well, I'll have to go back and check out your episode of that as well. All right. So now on cleanup vote today, we have Brian Garantes. Uh, since there are four judges today, the role of the cleanup judge is a little different. Instead of breaking some ties, you actually might be creating them. So that could actually be kind of interesting, Brian. Um, I will jump in and be the tiebreaker as necessary if if it comes to a two to two. But uh, Brian, how are you doing today? Are you feeling happy? So does that mean I got promoted? <laughs> no, I cycle every week. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought I was just doing great things in my life. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, let's just go with that. I want you to believe that. I mean, I just want to leave this and go to the dinner table and be like, y'all, I got promoted. Guess what? I'm cleanup judge. I'm cleanup judge. I'm doing so much better in my life. Like, look at the trajectory. Like, 31 on a podcast got promoted. It's only up from here. Yes. But I am happy. I had ramen and probably a little too much sake. So. Oh, right on. Okay. So, so you and Kartik are going to be the interesting ones on the episode today. Oh, it's going to be so interesting. <laughs> Good deal. Swag. 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 <laughs> All right. Each contestant will have 90 seconds per round to make their case. Their opponent will then have 30 seconds for rebuttal. Lastly, the contestant will be allowed 15 seconds to close their argument. At this point, we will switch contestants, do it again, and let the judges discuss and vote. Before we get into the first category, as you guys have probably figured out by now, we're going to ask our warm-up question to see who decides, or who gets to decide the order of the debate, rather. So this week's listener-submitted question for funsies is asked by John Reel, of Ready Player One Gunter Basement. And John asks, were you on Team Michael or Team Prince? Aaron, why don't you start us out? I am going to say Team Michael just because I was more familiar with Michael Jackson songs. Um, We spent a lot of time in the 80s watching VH1 and MTV, and I remember a lot of Michael Jackson videos, so I'm going to say Team Michael. Yeah, definitely growing up, I, I... I remember Michael Jackson in our household much more than Prince. Um, all right, Kartik, what about you, buddy? Uh, I love Michael Jackson music. I love, uh, I mean, it's quintessential. It defines some, you know, I feel like a period of time in our history when a lot of us were young people. Um, I would say Team Michael, but like Purple Rain music video really made oh, me yeah. laugh a lot. It made me laugh a lot. It was hilarious. It made you laugh? Yeah, I mean, have you watched it? Like, I don't know, it's just... Not for a long time, but I don't remember it being particularly funny. Check it out, it's hilarious. Okay, alright, I will. Alright, so judges, I am now going to ask you to vote who answered that question better. Obviously, they answered with the same individual, so who answered better for Michael Jackson being their favorite out of those two individuals? Rima, why don't you start us off? 
Oh, gosh. You know, I, I think probably that first answer, I, I really connected with that first first answer as far as, you know, kind of growing up with, with Michael and the music. Yeah, for sure. So you're voting for Aaron. Yes. Aaron has one vote. And uh, then we are then going to next, we've got Brandon. So, Brandon, who are you voting for, for who answered the opening funsy question better? Uh, I agree with Rima. I think Aaron answered the question better. I think she uh, expounded on it a little bit better than Kartik did. Okay. Kartik did talk about Purple Rain for a little while. Have you seen that video? I have not seen Purple Rain. I'm excited. I'm going to have to watch it after this. (laughs) Or if I get quiet for a while, you guys will know what I'm doing. (laughs) All right. And Ryan, who answered that question better? I'm going to go with Aaron as well. Uh, She, I've never been personally much of a fan of either Michael Jackson or Prince, but one of my closest friends and former roommates was, uh, she was super duper into Michael Jackson for a Mm. lot of the same reasons that she elucidated on. So I'm going to have to go with that one. Okay. All right. seems like we are going to sweep with Michael Jackson. Then, uh, we don't really need to go to our cleanup judge, but sweep the leg. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Someone had to. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was coming at some point, so <laughs> might as well be right now. All right, Brian, who do you think answered the opening question better? I'm going to say neither. Whoa, a first for Clash of Fans. You're you're deciding not to judge the opening question? I don't feel so. I'm passionate about both Michael and Prince, and this is a serious topic in my household. <laughs> And it's a serious topic among black people in general. Sure. Um, sure. When I when I heard this question, I got excited in my spirit and <laughs> um, I was expecting to hear like, you know, bullet points, song references, some mm. dance moves. Mm. And and all I got was I I saw the video for Purple Rain and it was funny <laughs> and um, it was a part of my childhood. So, um, okay. yeah, so that's going to be a neither for me. Now, this is unprecedented, and normally I would push the issue and ask you to vote to make sure we can move forward. But since it doesn't matter, I'll allow it. So we'll just keep moving forward. And air cool. It. It's cool. I don't matter. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. You're the cleanup judge. You got promoted. You matter a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk Prince afterwards. We'll talk offline, okay? All right. All right. <laughs> All right so, Aaron, <laughs> you won the opening question. So that means you get to decide who you'll be defending either. Actually, you get to decide if you'll be defending first or second in the first category, which is strength. You want to go first or second? Um, I like going first. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. It's, it's worked out for you well so far. So we will go ahead and get 90 seconds on the clock for you. Are you ready to debate Daniel LaRusso in the category of strength? I'm ready. Clash. So in the category of strength, we tend to focus on physical strength. And I believe Daniel's definitely physically strong, but I think his strongest trait is his strength of will. The first thing that he does after Johnny fights him on the beach is to start practicing the little bit of karate that he knows at that point. And we see this when Mr. Miyagi comes in to fix the faucet in their apartment. He's practicing some karate moves. And I think that that shows strength in his willingness to face his opponent and fight back. Um, 
And he continues this when he visits the Cobra Kai Dojo. He isn't looking to run and hide. He's seeking out a solution to his problem and shows strength by facing it head on instead of cowering in the shadows. But as I said, Daniel's also physically strong. He builds strength uh, throughout the movie doing chores for Mr. Miyagi. He's very physically active, which takes strength and physical endurance. So he rides his bike everywhere he goes. He plays soccer, as we see on the beach and at school when he's at the soccer tryouts. Uh, He's taken karate classes before at the Y back in Newark. So he's obviously very physically fit and strong. And to make it to the final of the karate tournament obviously takes physical strength. Uh, But keep in mind that when he gets there, he's injured. So as he's fighting... Um, to the point, oh, sorry, he's, he's injured while he's fighting to the point where he almost quits, uh, but he keeps fighting. And time. Good, good points though. I think this might be the first character that we've had on Clash of Fans so far that is just purely just like physically fit. I can't think of any other one that we've had on so far that really kind of meets that criteria. So I like the direction you went with. But Kartik, you've got 30 seconds to rebut that argument. Are you ready? I am ready. Rebut. So Daniel LaRusso, I think, you know, certainly overcomes a lot of his weaknesses, which is is fantastic. But at the end of the day, this is a story about a 15, 16-year-old kid lacking confidence, uh, lacking strength in the very beginning. While he overcomes it, it's really out of you know, necessity for survival. He had to do it. Otherwise, you probably would have just gotten beat up every single day. Just under 30 seconds there with your rebuttal. And Aaron, you've got 15 seconds to bring it home. Finish it. So in the first movie, he was 16. But in Karate Kid 2, he's older, and he continues to show that strength and build on that. So we see him in Karate Kid 2 breaking sheets of ice uh, with a sideways Stop. karate chop. Yeah, another another good point here. A lot of our characters, like Darth Vader, he, he kind of spanned the 80s as well. But you got a good three solid movies here that you can draw from with Daniel. So like that you brought in the, the ice and kind of alluded to. Uh, all three of the movies there. Okay, we're going to switch over to Kartik now and let him go with his 90 seconds to defend E.T. in the category of strength. Clash. E.T. is an absolutely incredible being. Um, he survives interstellar travel and consequently some time on a planet without protection where he really can't survive. Uh, I think one of his biggest strong points is is just resilience i mean the character almost died and through sheer power of heart and soul and will to survive makes not only a comeback but thrives and quite literally flies himself and his homies to freedom um (laughs) he is reportedly over 10 million years old Uh, i thought this was very interesting because i'm only 33 and i can't even imagine the amount of personal issues heartaches close calls that he's experienced and endured over that amount of time not to mention the amount of wisdom that he must have acquired over that period of time as well. Um, Some other strengths, he's technologically well-versed, builds a communication device, not unlike MacGyver. Uh, He's a botanist. That was his original purpose for coming to Earth to collect some samples. And as we remember, he miraculously revived some chrysanthemums, which, you know, if you've ever replaced flowers, how nice would that be? 
<laughs> You're going to end on that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I got to say, I've, I've got a couple guffaw moments here, Kartik. Uh, yeah. I, he's, how old is he? Uh, according to Spielberg, over 10 million years old. I have never heard that. Yeah, where he's actually also not uh, supposedly not male or female, and he is some plant-like creature. Okay, believe me or not. Well, we're we're talking a little too much out of your out of your allotted time, but that was that was just a moment where I had to kind of take a step back because I've I've absolutely absolutely never heard that before. But all right, Aaron, um, geraniums, are you ready to to rebut that in thirty seconds? Rebut. Okay, so I'm going to pick up where Karsik left off on the botanist thing. Um, ET species are passive botanists, not fighters. They're not built to be strong because they don't have to be. Um, ET's gentle and innocent like a child. He has a short attention span and doesn't focus on any one thing for very long. We see this when he's left home alone and he wanders from one thing to another and ends up drinking all the beer in the fridge. Um, he's easily distracted by little things like candy. Time. and Y'all know some crazy shit about E.T. Anyway, <laughs> that was some opposition research right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've uh, OK. This is going in a completely different direction than I was expecting already. So, uh, Kartik, you have 15 seconds to go in and finish up your argument. Finish it. I really don't think a healthy amount of curiosity and a need for sustenance are just wildly going about because he ate some Reese's Pieces and drank some beer and ate some junk food. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to survive, you know, and survival time. Judges, I would first like to hear what you heard. We'll go through everyone and you can give your opinions of the debate for strength. Um, Personally, I'm not sure how much I heard about strength with E.T., but. I learned a ton in that minute and a half. So, Rima, what did you hear in the argument for strength? Well, listening to Aaron um, argue for Daniel's strength of will, uh, I think she put forth a really good argument um, for that, not just his physical strength as he is, as she mentioned, physically active and and capable, not just physically, but has that uh, strength of will that helps carry him throughout to – throughout those movies and look at his problems head on. So I, I, yeah. I had a connection with that and I, that's, that's kind of what I heard there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Brandon, what'd you hear, bud? See, strength is a tough category for me because I have a hard time judging outside of just physical strength, right? which is what I tend to go on. But Kartik made some good points about E.T. being resilient, being over 10 million years old, which I had no idea, no. And which is a ridiculous fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely a ridiculous fact. Learned some things that I had never known. I didn't realize the lore for E.T. was so deep. But uh, <laughs> I, I also wonder, though, like, did, did Kartik just talk about strength, though? I mean, I heard some like some arguments for intelligence and and special abilities and some other things in there. But I, I wonder how focused he was on strength. Ryan, what'd you hear? Well, much like Brandon said, I too tend to like focus mainly on the physical aspect of strength. Like we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, and as a former teenage boy, I can, uh, I can say that he's probably physically stronger than, than a, a three foot tall Muppet, but you know, 
David and Goliath type situation? Could be. I'm not sure. sure. We never see E.T. lift up a bunch of stuff. Maybe he's just fucking jacked by his species standards. <laughs> yeah, so it's all perspective, maybe. I gotcha. All right. And Brian. Um, first off, how did you guys not know E.T. was that old? Have you looked at E.T.? <laughs> That's no spring chicken. Like... <laughs> Like his wrinkles have wrinkles. Like his yeah. the texture of his skin looked old. Like if you left a leather bag in a car that was the first car that was ever made and left it in a ditch, that's E.T.'s skin. But doesn't he seem like a child in comparison to the other E.T.'s? Yeah, and there are really old, old people who have childlike wonder. It doesn't detract from the fact that they look their age. <laughs> you don't go by some 80-year-old woman who's like, I love candy, and be like, oh, she's 12. No, that does not happen. Okay, all right, fair enough. Mo- moisturizer. I love a Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's bring it back to the vote then. Reba, who are you going to vote for in the category of strength? Did Aaron take this for you or did Kartik? Uh, I think Aaron made the stronger argument for sure for, for Daniel. Yeah. All right. So we've got one vote for Daniel. Brandon. If it came down to an actual physical fight between the two of them, I don't know enough about Et to know if he would actually win or not. <laughs> Why are we doing this again? <laughs> But I think Aaron made the stronger point. Okay. All right. So we got two for Daniel. Ryan, who are you going to vote for? I am also going to vote for Daniel. Um, same thing. I think I think Brandon hit the nail on the head. I think if it was literally a slap fight between uh, E.T. and Ralph Macchio, I, I think I know who my money is going to be on. Okay. All right. So that means Daniel has won the category of strength, but... Since Brian's words are very important, I want to hear them, especially after that flex on the opening question. Who would you vote for? E.T. <laughs> See? I'm not saying this to be spiteful. The dude picked up five bikes with his brain. He's got a little <laughs> tiny finger that lights up. all, And he's low to the ground. So, like, he could literally just duck and dodge the karate <laughs> kick, use his little freaky finger, and, like, kill the little boy. Like, it's done. Like... That's strength, but what do I know? See, this is this is where we're starting to get weird with this category, though, because I don't know if some of those things are strength or if they're special abilities and other things. But all the same, category goes to Daniel. So, Aaron, you get to decide the next category. Who goes first? For Charisma, will you be debating first or will Kartik? Oh, I'll go first again. Okay, I had a feeling. Yeah. All right, so you're sticking true to form here. I like it. So you have 90 seconds on the clock to debate the category of charisma for Daniel LaRusso. Are you ready? Clash. When the movie opens, Daniel and his mother are shown leaving their hometown in Newark, New Jersey, and they're headed to California. And their car is literally surrounded by people saying goodbye and wishing them well. So clearly, Daniel has many friends who care about him. And that shows charisma from the get-go. He also makes a friend in Freddy before he even enters his new apartment. And Freddy invites him to a party. He's drawn to Daniel immediately and wants to include him in his circle of friends. 
So at this party, uh, Daniel meets Allie, and Allie seems drawn to him. Um, they kind of watch each other all day, and she's gazing wistfully at him over the campfire. Um, so she starts to flirt with him, um, and eventually they go out. And we know that Daniel also had a girlfriend named Judy back in Newark. Um, and Karate Kid, too, he attracts uh, Kumiko, who asks him out to a dance. So clearly Daniel's uh, good with the ladies, so he, that shows charisma right there. Um he is also heroic, which I think in, innately attracts people to him. He stands up for Allie on the beach against Johnny. Um, in Karate Kid 2, he helps some of the villagers to safety during a hurricane. And he helps to rescue Mr. Miyagi's nemesis Sato in, in that same storm. Um, and he stands up for the villagers, um, showing them how they're being cheated by the plaster weights um, instead of real ones. So heroism and charisma... Is heroism the same thing as charisma? Do they go hand in hand? Um, certainly made some good points. He, he's definitely a ladies' man because I think he he had a different girlfriend in Karate Kid Three as well, as I recall. So, <laughs> all right, Kartik, you've got thirty seconds on the clock to rebut. Rebut. So the story of the Karate Kid is really about uh, an underdog overcoming you know, the odds against him. And to be an underdog, uh, he he had to be kind of a pariah, kind of outsider, which was because he moved into a new place. I mean, just making friends and, and being on average a little bit likable in the movies. I mean, he's a character. He was written that way. You know, I don't know that, uh, you know, American necessarily. Stop. Okay, that's time. Character who's written that way. Aren't all characters written a certain way, though? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how that argument holds up. Aaron, you got 15 seconds to finish us off here. Finish it. Um, I think Daniel was an outsider, and I think that helped to add to his charisma because he, like E.T., was kind of an alien trying to fit in. He comes from Newark, New Jersey to L.A., uh, which is, like, as far physically apart Stop. as you can get. Turn the alien thing back on, E.T. I love it. <laughs> All right, Kartik, let's go ahead and hear your 90 seconds for charisma and E.T. That's E.T., not Et. Clash. So E.T. is a benevolent alien, something that we can all say that, hey, we've wanted to see, at least from a story, not the norm of what we expect from a visitor movie. And I think the world rejoiced when they saw the story of this poor, friendly, curious team player alien who got left on Earth, acquiring sustenance from curious children in the form of you know, Reese's Pieces and junk food around the house. Uh, we see him form a special bond with Elliot that can only be described as twin souls, and sometimes they affect Swag. each other over long distances. Swag. And I think because of all this, E.T. carved out a really special place in the hearts of Americans and people around the world, Ooh. not to mention the box office where they hit almost $800 million versus the $100 million in Karate Kid. All right. Are you going to go ahead and give up the rest of your time? I yield. <laughs> Used about half of your time there, but uh, I like what I hear there. You're kind of saying the charisma was working on all of Americans and why the movie became so popular and beloved. So that's an interesting argument. All right, Aaron, 30 seconds are on the clock for you to rebut that. Rebut. Um, I think it's interesting that you mentioned um, E.T. being left behind because – he meets Elliot because his fellow aliens leave him behind. And granted, they had to escape some people hunting them down, but they didn't really seem all that upset about 
hauling butt back to their ship and taking off without E.T. Um, E.T. really doesn't communicate much. He doesn't say much more than, ouch, Elliot, and phone home. So if you can't communicate, you can't really connect. And if you can't... That's cold, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, girl. (laughs) I know. I love E.T. too. Leaving his ass on Earth. Okay. (laughs) Kartik, you got 15 seconds on the clock. Finish it. So I think the fact that E.T. was able to connect with so many people despite the language barrier is really something important that we should focus on here. I mean, the fact that he was, you know. Time. Okay. Well, once again, last week saw the first kind of more serious bout, I think, on Clash of Fans. And I think that this bout is turning into that as well. So, you know, while this this show is by no means supposed to be funny or goofy, I, I did want some serious conversations about about these differences in characters. Um, you know, I think the lineup ended up being a little goofier than we were expecting. So I am still kind of surprised that that we're getting as serious as we are so early on. So uh, judges, let's let's go through what you heard here. Rima. I'm going to admit, this is really tough. You know, I Daniel and E.T. are both characters that I really, really like and enjoy and trying to put all of that aside and just mm. based off of arguments alone. Um, you know, what I'm hearing uh, on Aaron's argument as far as Daniel being very charismatic, I would I, I have to not only agree with that, but I really like her argument um, for him being charismatic and, and how it's demonstrated throughout all of the movies. And I feel that came across just a little bit stronger than, than E.T. While he's, I think he might be very wrinkly looking. He is kind of cute <laughs> and we can all, you know, we all want to kind of see, you know, see that. And, and I get that charm that, you know, comes across on all the Americans, you know, wanting to see that. But mm-hmm. uh, I got to go with Aaron's argument just based on that alone. Okay. All right. Sarima is going to go ahead and put forth a vote for Daniel. So that's one in Daniel's court. Brandon, what you got going on on your end? I think that Kartik made a very strong argument, and it's one we haven't heard before. Not about the charisma of the character in the movie, but the charisma of the character affecting the actual audience watching the movie. Yeah. So I think that was a very interesting argument, and it may have swayed me. Stay tuned. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Brandon's going to wait to give his vote. Uh, Ryan, what did you hear, sir? You know, uh, it's interesting. Brandon, I had the exact same yeah. thought that this is like the first time anyone so far has utilized like the argument of like, well, you all fucking know who it is. <laughs> and it's almost like you and I uh, spent every day together for many, many years and had a lot of formative experiences <laughs> and thus similar opinions. Yeah, weirdly um, enough. I know, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I agree with Brandon. I think, uh, that that was a really compelling and interesting argument Karpdick made. And also too, I'd like to point out that I am a, um, former martial arts instructor and the father of a martial arts student and ET, uh, scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> so if you were able to get through to me, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're doing all right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I have to say that was a bit of a swag moment for me as well. Uh, when he, when he really kind of drew upon us individually as Americans, that the charisma got us with ET, that, that kind of hit me a little different. I think that was a, a very smart and interesting way to, to go about this debate. So, 
uh, and didn't even need the full 90 seconds for it either. But Brian, what did you hear there? I heard Cardiff make a bomb-ass statement. Um, <laughs> I heard Aaron basically say that E.T. was abandoned on the planet because no one liked him. <laughs> um, yeah. I also heard that um, essentially people like how E.T. looks. So most shocking <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. I mean, he, he does kind of look a little scrotum-y, but he's cute. Bruh, if he popped in your house, though, would you not hit him with a pan? Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. E.T. is scary as yeah. shit. The beginning of that movie is, I mean, I, you got to understand why the family's terrified of what's going on at first. I mean, absolutely. absolutely. He doesn't even look good cross-dressing. Like, they put a wig <laughs> on him and a tiny hat, and it was like, nah, this helps. This doesn't help at all. Oh, swag, Brian. <laughs> swag. <Right>. Swag. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So we we got Rima's vote for Daniel. Brandon, who you voting for? I got to go for E.T. on this one. Okay. One for Daniel, one for E.T. Ryan? Uh, Also E.T. Two for E.T., one for Daniel. Brian? Is this my job? You are the cleanup. See, here we go. This is is what you – this is your time to shine. Yo, I got promoted and got the opportunity to exercise my new role yeah, all in yeah. the same episode. This is crazy. Oh, my gosh. Was- Clean us up. Clean us up. All right. So oh, I kind of want to drag this moment out forever. But not nah, E.T. E.T. Okay. gets it. E.T. gets this. Swag. Okay. Good job, Kartik. Good job, Kartik. That was that was pretty impressive. The rare purple blend is working. <laughs> Surging through your blood, giving you powers. <laughs> All right. Well, that means that we are now Daniel with strength, E.T. with charisma. We are tied up one to one, which means we are now going to move to what I think is going to be a very interesting category for these two characters, which is special abilities. Now, Kartik, since you won the last round, you get to decide who debates first. Will it be you or will it be Aaron? I I like Aaron. I know that. She likes to go first, so I'll I'll allow it. Man, Kartik's feeling himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, Air, that means you get to go first. So, I'm going to give you 90 seconds on the clock to debate Daniel Larusso and special abilities. Are you ready? Clash. So, we all know that Daniel's main special ability is karate, or he wouldn't be the Karate Kid. Uh, but he also has the ability to adapt and evolve his fighting style to fit the situation that he's in. For instance, in the first movie, he learns about balance and he uses the crane kick, his uh, special move of that movie to defeat Johnny in the tournament. In the second movie, he combines uh, defense with offense by using the drum technique. So as he rotates one way, he's dodging his opponent who is chosen um, and attacks. Then when he rotates back the other way and punches and through that, he pummels Chosen over and over and ultimately wins that fight. And then in Karate Kid 3, Daniel learns to use Kata to focus. So he practices it all throughout the movie. And in the final battle, his opponent is literally in his face yelling at him, telling him that he is shit, that his teacher and his karate is shit. Um, so Daniel begins to use the Kata to help himself focus. And he's able 
to then flip his opponent over and land the winning strike. So his special ability is more than karate. I think it's the ability to adapt and kind of evolve and create a special move for each fight. Um, And I mentioned it before, but I think that Daniel's determination deserves an honorable mention in this category because I think it just goes above and beyond the ordinary. As I kind of pointed out, he, he, when he, um, time, you know what? I, I hope that in this life I get the opportunity to get in somebody's face and just be like, your karate is shit. Hope, hope I have that opportunity. <laughs> Good argument, Aaron. All right, Kartik, you've got 30 seconds on the clock to rebut. Rebut. I know you heard a lot of, you know, specifics about karate and what he's good at and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think Daniel's only real special ability is not wanting to get beat up. <laughs> and and to be honest, I think that's something that we all share, which makes it a pretty common ability. If I had to learn karate or had to learn how to shoot a gun or something for my personal defense, you bet that's exactly what I'm going to do. Finish just, just below 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Aaron, he's saying that the Karate Kid ain't nothing special. What you got with 15 seconds to close us out? Finish it. Daniel has several options to avoid getting beat up. He could run away and not stay in a fight and face his opponents, but he does, and he does work to get to the point where he can face them. Um, And I think he gains his special abilities. Yep, not everyone who gets beat up learns karate. That's true. I don't think that's a special ability that everyone has. So, all right, Kartik, tell us what the little dudes got in the category of special abilities. You've got 90 seconds on the clock. Clash. So E.T. might have a lot of special abilities that we don't know about. After all, he is an alien. However, there are, two that I'd really like to focus on, one being telekinesis. First of all, we talked about language barriers. He overcomes language barriers to show where he comes from galaxies away by floating some some objects in the air and giving a demonstration. He uses these abilities to help his fly his buddy uh, on his bicycle, get places faster. I mean, it's pretty impressive. You don't see that every day. He also has healing powers, his signature move. When Elliot gets hurt, E.T. reveals that power uh, of being able to heal like a little pug-like alien John Coffey from the Green Mile. (laughs) He takes your hurt away. And everyone who's felt pain before relates to the magic of relief and healing that E.T. provides. Home is where the heart is, and E.T. becomes home at that moment. I yield my time. Dang. Finishing up your arguments pretty quick and pretty strong. Guffaw. (laughs) 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 all right all right so aaron you you got a you got a strong argument to to rebut here you got 30 seconds to do it rebut so we're talking about who could win in a fight so i think that et with his healing and regeneration it's nice it helps other people but we never really see et heal himself so if he's getting beat up if he's sick um like when he was sick and dying he didn't use that ability to heal himself he kind of just kept degenerating um and for the telekinesis um so kind of using his compassion as a weakness interesting argument 
And Kartik, you've got 15 seconds to finish up the category of special abilities. Finish it. The abilities are still special. I don't think that, you know, you could fault anybody after 10 million years for just being like, all right, you know what? This might be the end. That's fine. You've pretty much seen it all, right? Okay. All right. Didn't need all of the time, even with just the 15 seconds. So, all right, judges, what did we hear in the category of special abilities? Rima, start us off. So, what I heard was uh, some ability to maybe kick or punch someone in the face mm-hmm. is is enough of a special ability to um, you know to to win this particular argument. But I heard a pretty strong argument from Kardec on the telekinesis and overcome overcoming communication challenges. I think that's probably going to take it over the top for me also the uh, ability to have it take his friends flying who wouldn't want to go flying on their bicycle on a full moon <laughs> night that's uh, true and of course his his fun little glowy finger that can heal and i kill my plants so having someone like et around <laughs> to help heal my plants i think would be pretty awesome yeah invaluable i'm i'm right there with you so <laughs> yeah. chrysanthemums at least <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but does that mean you're going to go ahead and put your your vote toward ET? I am, yes. Okay. All right. And Brandon. Something that I really appreciate about Aaron is she comes with the specific knowledge. She's dropping not only where he's from, but the karate styles that he's using. Mm. And I think that that makes her a strong competitor regardless of who takes it. Okay. All right. And Ryan, what'd you hear? Well, what I heard was uh, Kardec burning up whatever goodwill he had generated with me by saying karate was not special. <laughs> Ooh, it did not serve you Ooh. well. Know your judges. Know your judges. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll see how that affects the vote in a second. Brian, what did you hear? Um, I heard Aaron, like, trash E.T. again. Um, <laughs> I heard Kardec bring up an amazing point um and i also heard disrespect towards karate <laughs> which may or may not sway me because i don't i don't do karate so don't 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 well just to let you know one of your new job descriptions as the cleanup judge is to do karate so i'm gonna need you to get on that Ooh, uh, no i know i'll put that a in guy. there <laughs> I, I'll, I got it it's it's on i'm practicing right now right now as we speak talk to ryan after the show if you need any help but okay so we've got one vote et brandon who are you voting for i gotta go et on this one all right two votes et ryan <clears throat> well first off let me just say karate is special <laughs> um but seriously if someone did come into uh the dojo where i was teaching was like i would like to learn karate but also i do have telekinesis and uh tactile healing mm. i'd be like oh uh well i would like to know that too so can we trade or something mm-hmm. that is a very special power too and i w- am not going to sit here and say otherwise so i will give this round as far as special powers to et okay all right I'm nothing so that- if not impartial that that's true and i appreciate that about you because i know that's stung. <laughs> but Aaron, that means that you are down by one because Daniel has one strength, ET has one charisma, 
E.T. has won special abilities. You're not out yet. We've got to go to our last category. But, Brian, go ahead and clean us up. Who would you have voted for in this one? E.T. Yep. Okay. So, definitely definitely a, a leg sweep on this round. So... We're gonna have to gonna have to go to our random situation category now. Before Kartik, you tell me if you want to debate first or second. Um, I'm gonna tell you the three pre-selected situations from my list of randomness. I will then randomly select one of these situations, and you will debate your characters in this situation. So the first one is survive a house fire. Be a substitute teacher for a day. And last is attacked by aliens. And when I say aliens, that is the Ridley Scott aliens. All right. So let me pull up my random number generator. We will be debating survive a house fire. So, Kartik, would you like to debate first? Or would you like to debate second and survive a house fire? Uh, I'm going to go second and I'm going to give Aaron her preferred uh status as first <laughs> starting to wonder if there's something to go in second though i know aaron mm-hmm. has definitely, definitely pulled some mic drops but i'm wondering if just hearing that last argument kind of sticks in the judge's heads a little bit so um i i don't think he's necessarily being a gentleman here aaron but <laughs> <laughs> you do have 90 seconds on the clock to tell us how daniel larusso would survive a house fire Clash. So in a house fire, you've got a lot of distractions. You've got flames, you've got smoke, you've got chaos and danger. Um, Daniel is no stranger to disaster. Um, in Karate Kid 2, he's able to save the little girl from the bell tower um, during the storm. He was climbing up there in torrential rain and wind and lightning, but he's able to focus and brave dangerous elements to get to safety to so to survive a house fire daniel would use his focusing techniques to block out distractions and get to safety uh, because he's strong he has endurance so it wouldn't matter what obstacle obstacles were in the way he could use his strength and determination to get through them um, i think that his courage and his chivalry would come into play too if there were other people in the house with him uh, because he would take the time and risk his own safety to help them get to safety uh, so I think he would not only survive a house fire, but he would also be a hero and help others to survive the house fire, too. Okay. Sounds like you yield the rest of your time. I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, strong argument. Good. You know, the the random situation is always a funny one, and, and you definitely came up with some stuff right off the top of your head. So that's that's pretty good. I I like that. I like that response. Uh, Kartik, you've got 30 seconds to tear it apart. Rebut. I honestly thought Aaron was going to tell us that he was going to crystal kick and tiger punch (laughs) the fire right out. But honestly, he's a human just like anybody else. And those fires can catch up with you real quick. And when it's right up in your face, there's not really many options. And uh, I just don't think that he would have the the luxuries that, uh, say, some other, uh, you know, heroes or characters might have in that situation. Ooh, hit that right about 30 seconds on the head. Good job. All right, Aaron, bring us home in 15 seconds. Finish it. 
Well, as I pointed out, Daniel's able to adapt uh, to different situations. And when you're fighting, when you're sparring in karate, you got to think fast and on your feet. So I think that he would have that ability to assess the situation and Time. through it. Kartik, you ready to tell us how E.T. would survive a house fire? I was really kind of hoping we would get be a substitute teacher for a day on this one, but... <laughs> Not gonna lie, me too. There is no amount of money I would not pay to see a short film about ET as a substitute kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I'm as telling long you, as he's kindergarten. It's fine. He saw the CN spell. He knows. <laughs> there you go. There he you knows. Go. <laughs> I'm telling you, what the random situation uh, debate category does every single time is create the opportunity to write scripts. This is every single time. Anyway. Kartik, you've got 90 seconds on the clock to tell us how E.T. would survive a house fire. Are you ready? Clash. So while E.T. certainly showed his ability to survive a dumpster fire of a stay on Earth, his abilities are absolutely unmatched in this real house fire situation. I envision a house fire, E.T. seeing it, maybe letting people know, but he doesn't really even have to. He would create a whirlwind of water from any faucet that's in that house, protecting himself, protecting the people, maybe putting the entire fire out. And if he got outside and saw people struggling with their first, second or third degree burns, guess what? He's going to pull out the finger and fix those two. I yield my time. <laughs> All right, finished up in about 40 seconds. Um, I'm going to hold my thoughts until we get to the end of this debate since this is coming down to the wire here. So, Aaron, you've got 30 seconds to rebut. Rebut. I think that E.T. gets too easily distracted to survive a house fire. Um, I don't think that he would be able to use or move enough water to put out a fire. Um, that being said, I don't think he is physically capable either of escaping um he has very tiny legs so i think that he wouldn't be mobile enough to make it out <laughs> that would kind of handicap him uh plus you know with <laughs> again i'm going to bring up his penchant for beer and Reese's pieces <laughs> <laughs> oh snuck in the the fact that he's a drunk asshole eating Reese's pieces with short legs and getting left behind on earth i gotcha i gotcha <laughs> All right, Kartik, 15 seconds. Bring it home. Finish it. All right. So, um, you know, say what you want. I said what I said. But at the end of the day, those small arms and small legs are because of muscle atrophy from light years of interstellar travel. All right. Anybody would have that if they were in that situation. Time. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see what the judges are thinking. Rima, what'd you hear with this one? I heard that Daniel would be using uh, his focus um, to get himself, others to safety, uh, and, and, and using basically the, the techniques that he has learned with uh, his karate training, uh, which I, I think is good. But I'm also intrigued by this whirlwind of water that yeah. I'm I'm hearing on, on ET's side and and I, I have to just kind of add ET is actually very fast. He's a very fast little he's short and has stubby little legs, but his arms also propel him out very quickly. So I have to think that if there was a house fire he could get out pretty quick. Um 
So while I, while I agree with you, I think that when he's faced with head on danger, he has used that speed to go and hide in a closet. And that's the last thing you want to do in a house fire. Um, this is true. And also whirlwind of water. I mean, have we really seen abilities from ET that, that can back that up? Or is, is that just kind of something that the Kartik kind of just came up with? I don't remember seeing a whirlwind of water, but again, we haven't, we weren't, we, you know, we only had a couple of hours with E.T. in a movie. True. We don't know the full extent of his abilities. True. That's a good point. It's a good point. All right, Brandon, what did you hear? I heard there was going to be a whirlwind of water. <laughs> hey, have you guys heard about this whirlwind of water? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, so I have a question for Kartik on this one. Is there precedent? for him making a whirlwind of water or are you just going off of his telekinesis i'm i'm going off of the idea that he can move uh objects and then also fly an entire team of cyclists in the air so uh getting some water onto fire seems reasonable okay fair enough okay all right ryan what did you hear well i actually had uh kind of a I don't know, counterpoint, I guess. If, if the argument is surviving a fire versus like helping as many people as you can mm. out of a fire, mm. I think that Daniel's selflessness and heroism might be a impediment to surviving a fire insofar as like he is absolutely the kind of person who would sacrifice himself to get others out of the way. And if that's the argument, then that's good. But if we're strictly talking about surviving, then I don't know that that's going to work out in his favor, honestly. The the situation does specifically say for survive a house fire. Um, but, you know, I mean, that could mean survive it as a group, survive it as an individual. I don't know. Take that to mean what you will when you when you vote. But, uh, Brian, what did you hear? I heard that. Basically, E.T. is the bomb and he's going to bring a cyclone of water to save you. And if you have ouchie boo-boos, he's going to heal them afterwards, too. So, I mean, I think he's just the American treasure that we fail to recognize. Um, And, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and make this official then with some voting. Rima, who are you voting for and survive a house fire? I'm going to go with E.T. on this one. Okay. Brandon. Uh, For this one, I'm going to go actually with Daniel LaRusso. Okay. So we got one for E.T., one for Daniel. Ryan. I am also going to go with E.T. for this one. Okay. So we've got two for E.T., one for Daniel. Brian, you seem pretty E.T. forward with uh, with your response earlier. Go ahead and make it official. Who are you voting for? I'm voting for E.T. because I have poor health care and um, <laughs> I'm very confident I could get out the fire. But having the assurance of knowing that E.T. can heal me afterwards and save me thousands of dollars in hospital bills really speaks to my millennial soul. So, um, But is that surviving a house fire? I, I, it, it is. He's, he's going to survive it. I think E.T. is going to survive it, but I cannot... If we if we encompass because I took it as survive as a group, too. So I feel like the point being that, you know. 
he he not only can get out of it, but he can help people afterwards. Doesn't mean that he has to get everybody out in one piece because he can save them afterwards. Just bring it back to life. So there you go. Okay. okay. Emotionally yeah, I mean, as too. A, as a millennial, like surviving something means uh, not having a lot of debt to carry around afterwards because you're basically <laughs> dead anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, as a millennial, I like that he has basically health coverage built inside oh, yeah. of him. No, for like, sure. Like, there's been plenty of times when I'm like, I, could, I should really go to the doctor, but maybe I'll just not die. I'll roll the dice. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He also looks oh. like he's been burned up a couple of times. That's the proof he survived, guys. He already won. In 10 million years. <laughs> Would he even burn? Who knows? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Aaron, um, I, I, you know, honestly, I kind of thought Daniel was going to take that one. So I, I'm sorry. But uh, Kartik, congratulations. You have won this bout of Clash of Fans. So to recap, we have Daniel LaRusso taking Strength, E.T. taking Charisma, E.T. taking Special Abilities, and E.T. winning the random situation of Survive a House Fire. Now, just for the heck of it, let's go ahead and look at the popularity contest to see who would have won. And Daniel LaRusso took the popularity contest by far, and I think the biggest upset so far, with 66% of the votes. Uh, special shout out to the 80s Ruled Facebook group. They were by far the uh, best participants in this week's popularity contest. Uh, high numbers from that group this week. So appreciate that, guys. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Aaron, if, if you could have squeaked out that last one like I thought you were going to, uh, you would have taken it in the popularity contest. But that leaves us uh, E.T. with three points and Daniel won. So Kartik, Daniel, or I'm sorry, E.T. is moving to the round two. Congratulations. And I do want to hear everyone's closing thoughts, starting with the victor. Kartik, what are your closing thoughts on today's bout? Well, uh, I think that it was a, a strong fight. It was awesome. And and Aaron brought a lot of knowledge and a lot of really good arguments. So this was, uh, by no means was this, you know, uh, easy for me. I really had to dig deep. And I, wa- I just want to thank uh, Smooth and Easy Rare Purple Blend uh, <laughs> 2016. Red wine, California. Uh, it, I, th- I think, gave me that competitive edge that otherwise I wouldn't have. But overall, uh, in the first part, you know, I think that it was really kind of tough—the strength versus special abilities—because uh, I, while I think it's karate is really really cool, um, part of me is like, gosh, mm-hmm. if I knew karate <laughs> very well, if I knew karate. You know, even hard, soft karate, which is uh, go ryu karate, right? Uh, even if I knew that, I don't think I would have stood a chance against E.T. if I really came up against him. Benevolent as he may be, I think that he could have tossed me and smacked me against some trees or something <laughs> like that. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I should have highlighted that a little bit better, but, you know, just wanted to keep with the focus of, you know, the topics that we had. Sure. Well, one way or the other, you did redeem yourself from your last bout where you took a defeat. So congratulations. And again, E.T. will be moving to round two of the protagonist bouts. Aaron, 
I, I'm sure you're, you're a little bit surprised by this. I, I definitely coming into this thought that, that Daniel was the fan favorite and was going to be an easy win on this one over ET. Um, certainly brought a lot of knowledge. I have two questions for you with your final thoughts. Number one, are you starting to second guess going first? And are you thinking that maybe you should start debating second in these different categories? And number two, how many cases of smooth and easy purple blend are you picking up for the next <laughs> bout? That's funny because I was actually thinking I need some uh, special purple blend before my next <laughs> bout. Uh, but definitely I am I am um, questioning going first. So that might change in the future. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that ET won in a way because I felt kind of bad. It hurt my heart to trash talk him a little bit because <laughs> he is a beloved character and, yep. you know, part of our childhood. And I do love ET too. So I'm sad that Daniel lost. Um, one surprising thing that, you know, he, he did win the popular vote, but I learned there's a lot of hate for Daniel out there. Um, he's oh, seen yeah. as a bully in a lot of situations, but yeah, overall it's good. I'm glad ET won. Okay. Good deal. All right. Well, Rima, again, thank you very much for joining us for this bout. Do want to hear your closing thoughts on just kind of your overall experience with the episode and the, and the tournament. Uh, also after you give us your closing thoughts, please take a moment to, you know, plug again, your podcast, any social media you would like to, um, but what are your closing thoughts? Well, thank you again for having me. Number one, um, this has really been fun and interesting and getting to hear both sides uh, of the arguments of, like I said, I'm an eighties kid, love Daniel LaRusso and ET. So it was very difficult to be, uh, you know, not, not to be biased towards either one. Mm. Um, but I think everyone gave really great, strong arguments. Aaron was very well informed. Uh, I, you know, really loved everything that she had to say as far as, um, you know, characteristics about Daniel and his strength and, and pretty much agreed with everything that she had to say. So it was shockingly, um, well informed. So I admire that very much. And Kartik had some great, um, arguments for ET as well. Uh, again, didn't you know not a fan of hearing bad things about either one but i understand the purpose of the debate <laughs> so <laughs> i think i think it was really great this was a lot of fun and certainly um something interesting for for me to to be you know having to judge i i don't know that i like that so much because i i liked both arguments i think everyone did really great this was tough for me but it was fun to be a part of it so i i appreciate that i think yeah. everybody did great Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you want to take a, a moment again to talk about your podcasts and, and any social media or anything else you would like to plug? Sure. So again, you know, I'm, I host Strange Indeed on the Podcastica Network. Uh, you can catch us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash stranger tcast. Um, and yeah, we'd love to, if you go out and like our page and check us out and give us a listen. Um, and, and we're always looking for input um, as to what people think about our show. So check us out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, appreciate it. You are always welcome. You are now part of the People versus Happiness family. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Good. All right. And Brandon, give us your closing thoughts on today's match, man. Well, going into this, I was honestly expecting Daniel to take it as well. Just because E.T.'s got those stubby little legs, I didn't know what he could do. <laughs> but Kartik really blew my mind with the whirlwind of water. <laughs> so I think that's where I stand. Okay. Good deal. 
Good deal. Still questioning that whirlwind of water, though. I don't. I don't know. Swag, <laughs> swag. Move your body like a cyclone. <laughs> Ryan, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, well, good arguments all around. Uh, Aaron, of course, uh, always find some way to challenge what you uh, what you think you know about a character. Um, and I am, of course, willing to let the aforementioned trash talk of karate slide moving forward i will not hold that against anyone who shall remain nameless uh but of course a good time was had by all i love you all very much oh we love you too man (laughs) and brian give us your closing thoughts clean us up here so one of the things that i love about both the contestants is that they are so good at formulating uh, their topics and their arguments that it really does allow me the chance to just kind of focus on their points rather than was this constructed well. Mm. Um, So I always enjoy when either Aaron or Kartik come up to bat Um, and just great job, guys. Great job. Well, again, I kind of gave my closing thoughts a little bit already, but really, once again, kind of an upset for what I was expecting. I, I'm I'm surprised almost every time, it seems. Uh, I thought Daniel was going to take this. Uh, Aaron, very well informed, as always. Great points. Totally trashed E.T. a couple times. He did him dirty. That was pretty cool to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Kartik, I got to say, man, you know... You had a very tough bout with the gopher last time, um, and I actually wondered if maybe you were going to fall into some of the same uh, pits uh, with E.T., and I'm not trying to make an Atari E.T. video game joke there, but it felt like maybe you could have fallen into some of the same pits there with E.T., but you totally brought it this week, man, and, and you did a great job and certainly impressed me several times. Some swag moments for sure, so congratulations, man. Hey, thank you, David. I, I really appreciate that. And, and I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but quite the contrary. I think I just wasn't in the right headspace with the gopher. The gopher was a clear winner. <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, maybe maybe someday we'll have to do a, uh, a rematch there and see what you can do with it. But <laughs> <laughs> next week, we will see Indiana Jones versus Lone Star in the fourth protagonist bout. So look forward to Anderson and Jake duking it out. And let us know what you think and who you would have voted for at thepeopleversushappiness at gmail.com, at thepeopleversushappiness on Facebook and Instagram, and at TPVH Podcast on Twitter. And until we clash again, do what makes you happy. Oh, there's Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, one second. What was that? <laughs> Is she possessed? Yeah, okay. I'm not the only one hearing that. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can go up against that. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me get my books. Hold on. <laughs> Brandon, did you bring the holy water? I have a bucket of it. Okay. The power of Christ compels you. Seriously.
Brian, are you okay? <laughs> I'm also going to kick Aaron out real quick and bring her back in. This was happening the other day. I'm starting to feel kind of funny. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Easy on the hydrogen. Does this sound better? Oh Oh my my god, that sounds so much better. You were scaring the shit out of all of us. What did I sound like? Like Does this this sound better? Like that. (laughs) It so hot, like, one second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like you had to put your voice on or something. (laughs) 